This is the show that is all about the South. I'm John Rawl, and you're listening to The Y'all Show, broadcasting on great radio stations across the South, and now available on YouTube, at least portions of our show, and we're going to debut our first Y'all TV interview today, when Jerry Short joins us in hour number two, and we'll share more information about how you can tune this in and see our video interview with Jerry Short, the Takapola Storyteller. Coming up on today's Y'all Show. On today's Y'all Show, we will start out with the tragedy that happened in Los Angeles on Sunday. Kobe Bryant dies at the age of 41 after his helicopter crashes there in Calabasas, a Los Angeles suburb. And Kobe, along with his daughter and seven others, including the helicopter pilot, all perish when this chopper owned by Kobe went down on Sunday morning, L.A. time. Just a real, real tragedy. More on that coming up in a handful of seconds. Let me remind you, you can connect us here on the Y'all Show anytime you feel like it at 803-816-1170. Also, our website is y'all.com. That's Y-A-L-L.com. Instagram and Twitter, we're at Y'all Show. And then the streaming apps that you can tune in, the Y'all Show, anytime you feel like it. If you want to go get on that treadmill and listen to the Y'all Show, you're welcome to do that. Find us a couple of different ways on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or at the Apple Podcast. That's the little purple icon. We're free of charge. Simply look for the Y'all Show and voila, right there we are. Big red and white logo that says y'all. Hit us, like us, follow us, share it. We appreciate it. All of you. On today's Y'all Show, and including the rest of the headlines across the Southeast that we'll get to, including the loss of a law enforcement officer here in the Southeast, that we'll get that point across. Another snake story also in our headlines today. We'll have our business report coming up in a... Nah, that's in the next segment. And we're going to hear from the current U.S. Senator from the state of Tennessee, Marsha Blackburn, as she was interviewed on Bloomberg Television the other day, talking about the brand new U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement and she's going to weigh in on why this is great for tennesseans it's also great for southerners marcia blackburn her interview an encore of a portion of that we'll get to that as part of our southern business report we also have some other important business happenings in the south that we'll get to in our business spotlight in the next segment at the end of this hour we've got hashtag hullabaloo monday edition and really fun stuff. Some of that in there today includes Super Bowl talk. So we have Super Bowl 54 about to go down Sunday in Miami Gardens, Florida, between the Chiefs and the 49ers. And we'll have a little hashtag hullabaloo fun with that later this hour. When we get to the second hour of today's Y'all Show, it's our weekend sports review. This was not the most exciting weekends to re- go back in, except for, sadly, the loss of Kobe Bryant. There really wasn't anything that interesting in fact when the news broke on sunday of kobe dying in that crash i don't know where you were but i was searching for something on television and i ended up settling on and this is a good thing cbs sports because it was the first cbs sports golf broadcast of the year as they were in california in the san diego area at tory pines i believe and that's where the tournament was the farmers insurance open and we'll give you a little bit of information about that in our sports recap of the weekend. But it, it was there that I was tuning in watching a little golf that they broke in and mentioned about Kobe going down in that helicopter crash in Los Angeles. So not because of football pretty much wrapping up. The Pro Bowl was an absolute joke on Sunday. They didn't even know how to tackle. They don't tackle in that game. How can that even be caught? They needed to come up with a better solution, frankly, for the Pro Bowl. 
But that was the weekend sports review. We'll tell you some news out of the weekend, including a big contract extension for Ed Orgeron when we get to our weekend sports review in hour two. Then we'll go to Jerry Short, the Takapola storyteller, where we'll get his take on the tragedy for Kobe Bryant and his daughter and the rest of those who died in that crash on Sunday. And then we'll get Jerry to weigh in on something he's been dealing with for a couple of years now, and that is his quest to get his lovely bride u.s citizenship she's been legal living here legally but to take it to the next level and become a citizen it takes a lot of money and it takes a lot of effort and you also have to do a lot of studying and we'll talk about the test the civics test that one must pass to become a u.s citizen and if you want to you've been wanting us here on the y'all show to have kind of a game show we're going to have that in hour two when jerry stops by with our official civics test that those who want to become citizens must pass. And we'll have a couple of questions asked from that test in hour two. That interview with Jerry Short, by the way, is the first of our Y'all TV interviews. You can go to y'all.com right now, and that interview we did with Jerry is going to be available to watch, not just listen to. So go to the homepage at y'all.com and look for Y'all TV, and there you'll see my ugly mugshot alongside Jerry Short's and you can watch our interview as it's the debut of the Y'all Show TV editions. Now, we've done some interviews from time to time, but what we're going to do going forward now, we've got some equipment in place, and I think I've got most of this stuff figured out. We're going to start adding videos of just about every show that we do. It may not be the entire Y'all Show, but it'll at least be the so-called spotlight guest of that show. So look for on Tuesday show, for example, I'll be trying to do the television version of this with the barrister, Matt Hermans, the barrister of barbecue. We'll get that for our Tuesday show on Wednesday show. Precious Harris will get her on visually, and that should be a lot of fun on Thursday. We are working hard to get this. I think we're going to be able to pull it off. I'm still waiting to book it, but we're going to have somebody from Beach Mountain, North Carolina come by. And I think that's for this Thursday. If not, there's a coffee festival in Wilmington, North Carolina. So somebody in tourism in North Carolina is going to be on with us visually on Thursday. I've just got to determine whether it's going to be a coffee festival in Wilmington or at Beach Mountain in the mountains of Western North Carolina. They're going to have an 80s festival coming up soon. So we may have both of them, but we're going to have at least one of those North Carolina events in our Festive South feature on Thursday. Now, that's what's up here this week on the y'all show we are excited about our television our video addition to the program now into the headlines we go again kobe bryant dies in that helicopter crash on sunday he dies at the age of 41 a guy who had an incredible nba career an 18-time all-star who won five nba championships for the los angeles lakers during a 20-year career and don't forget that three of those NBA titles came in a row, a three-peat from the years 2000 to 2002. Then he came back and won back-to-back titles for the Lakers in 2009 and 2010. Kobe Bryant was a two-time NBA Finals MVP, and those were the last two, 2009 and 2010. He was the NBA Most Valuable Player of 2008 of all years, a year that he did not win a world title but an incredible basketball talent, arguably one of the greatest in NBA history. And I say arguably, I can't say that he's the greatest. I can't say he's one of the top five, but if he's not in the top five, he's at least the first man coming off the bench, to use a basketball phrase. Kobe, 
is dead and unfortunately his young daughter died in that crash on sunday and seven other people a horrible horrible incident there sunday morning la time when the helicopter owned by kobe went down in calabasas california and it's reported that witnesses there eyewitnesses heard the helicopter struggling before it crashed into the mountainside and then there was that fire that the fire officials there the los angeles county fire department had to come out and attend and that's always a scary time when you've got any kind of fire there in the la area his helicopter departed john wayne airport in orange county and they were heading into the city of los angeles and this was a sikorsky s-76 helicopter that kobe bryant owned and unfortunately it was it was a, a fatal flight there for the bryant family and others the faa investigating the ntsb investigating this will be an ongoing thing but all today and throughout the rest of this week and for days more many many people will be remembering this nba great who was a philadelphia native he was actually a guy who chose he's one of those first players to forgo college to go straight to the nba and in 1996 he was actually picked by the charlotte hornets 13th overall pick in round one of the 1996 nba draft but the hornets ended up getting rid of him i think vladi divac was the trade and maybe a little bit of cash too divac went to charlotte kobe bryant ended up being an la laker the rest is history and a five-time world champion and unfortunately his life cut way too short as long as as well as his daughter and others on that helicopter crash on sunday kobe bryant dead at the age of 41 A small plane crash in Georgia has left two dead and debris scattered alongside the highway. The incident happened in Coweta County near the town of Sonoya, and this happened Saturday afternoon. Sonoya is about 35 miles south of Atlanta as this plane crashed, and this highway had debris strewn upon it. A Mustang II aircraft crashed in the woods about a half mile from the Big T Airport, and investigators are looking into it. I don't have names at this point, but the Georgia Department of Transportation said that all lanes of Georgia 16 westbound at Tinsley Way were blocked due to the crash. Drivers were asked to use an alternate route if possible for several hours. Investigators were out through nightfall Saturday to process the crash site and debris field. It looks like maybe the pilot tried to get this plane landed on the highway there, but unfortunately, a tragic ending there off of Highway 16 in Coweta County, Georgia, two dead there over the weekend a virginia law enforcement officer has died after being dragged by a vehicle trying to flee a traffic stop and this 24 year old virginia officer katie thine has died she was an officer with the newport news police department the incident happened thursday night in newport news and thine was left with multiple injuries the vehicle eventually crashed and pinned thine against a tree during this pursuit at some point during the encounter with the driver he accelerated dragging officer thine with him and after being transported to the hospital the officer succumbed to her injuries and was pronounced deceased we remember the life of this 24 year old newport news virginia police officer who died in the line of duty katie thine we've got the impeachment trial continuing on in washington dc 
And one thing that's coming out of Washington, D.C. is the fact that many of the major networks are pushing the coverage of this on their actual broadcast channels, ABC, CBS, NBC. I don't think Fox is doing it there, but according to outlets, the web traffic and TV ratings tell a story of people not very interested in what's going on in Washington, D.C. with this impeachment trial, people tuning out. And I don't even really understand how some of these major networks can justify preempting their normal coverage, the soap operas, the other shows they offer for the impeachment trial, because all of these networks now have at least a streaming partner and or a a satellite partner. For example, NBC has MSNBC that they can go to for coverage of the impeachment trial. But I guess because of the enormity that a impeachment brings they wanted to give this thing prime time coverage. Unfortunately, I think they're going to end up losing a lot of money because of this impeachment trial. Seems to be DOA dead on arrival. However, you'll never know what's going to happen until it actually happens. But many people say this thing is likely going to come to an end this week. Currently, President Trump's defense team is in front of the gallows, the gallery, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it might be like a gallop of the U.S. Senate this week, at least the early portion before the trial shifts more to a question and answer period, which would last 16 hours. But this is now today, day two of the president's defense taking place on Capitol Hill in D.C. Also taking place in the nation's capital here this week is Benjamin Netanyahu. He's in D.C. as he arrives Sunday to help President Trump prepare for the administration's much-anticipated plan to resolve the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And so officials from the Palestinian side, also in D.C., but they're saying they have not been consulted on the much-trumpeted deal and have preemptively, they've rejected the proposal. Now, this was one of the early, I guess, tasks President Trump gave to his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, that he was going to bring world peace, specifically peace in Palestine. Now, if Kushner pulls this off, this might be the greatest feat that President Trump's pulled yet. Now, I will say during President Trump's, during his reign as president in these three years, you've got to admit that at least when it comes to Israel and Palestine, it's been fairly quiet between those two hostile areas over these last couple of years. Remember, it wasn't all that long ago. There was the, the talk of those two having full-out war. Luckily, we haven't got to that point. I, I know that there's been rockets fired and other people have died, but that's been going on for thousands of years between these two sides. However, maybe Jared, he's got something up his sleeve. We'll find out. But one interesting note, Netanyahu has an opponent and they're going to have another. It seems like Israel has some kind of election every two or three months. That's the way it seems. But his biggest opponent in Israel is also in D.C. this week and will also meet with president trump here but not necessarily together with netanyahu and that guy's name is benny gantz and he'll be addressing an international holocaust forum while he's in the nation's capital but the the other sideshow besides the impeachment on washington dc's agenda this week is how if anything what will come about with the palestinian israeli talks that will be going on The governor of North Carolina, Roy Cooper, has ordered that all U.S. and North Carolina flags be taken to half-staff in honor of a 22-year-old soldier from North Carolina who was killed in Syria 
in the last few days. Specialist Antonio Moore, a Wilmington, North Carolina native, was killed in the line of duty as he died in Dar Ezor Province, Syria, conducting a route-clearing operation, according to the Department of Defense. Moore was assigned to the 363rd Engineer Battalion, 411th Engineer Brigade, based in Nightdale. And, unfortunately, the specialist from Wilmington ended up being killed in Syria at the end of last week. Our thoughts go to this American patriot and a hero lost in the line of duty. A disturbing story of another federal worker killed in the line of duty. This time, a postal worker in Mississippi has succumbed to her wounds as she was shot in the head the other day. And this happened outside of Kosciuszko, Mississippi. Sherry Engel was a postal worker who was a rural route delivery person for the U.S. Postal Service. And she was shot uh, sometime last week, shot in the head while delivering mail along the Atala County highways and this this accident happened january 16th when a man came up and shot her the man is in custody thank goodness but unfortunately she died on friday evening in jackson mississippi after this shooting near west mississippi and this guy evidently roland dampier who's 28 years old he's now facing federal charges of a of murder and assault on a postal worker and it looks like he had gone into a local grocery store, the Sunflower Grocery Store in Kosciuszko, and attempted to kidnap a woman there. And then he ends up del- where Ingold was delivering mail along Mississippi Highway 35 North. She He shot her in the head. And then after a couple of days of her battling for her life, she succumbed to her shot, a gunshot, and she died over the weekend. A horrible, horrible scene. And again, a postal worker killed in the line of duty for absolutely no reason at all a sad story coming from central mississippi a sad story coming from north carolina a couple and three children there were found dead in their home in eastern north carolina and what looks like is a murder suicide as craven county sheriff chip hughes has said that investigators found the five on friday afternoon in their vanceboro north carolina home and the adults killed were a husband and wife and their three children ages eight months three years old and four years old the deaths are being investigated as a murder suicide according to the sheriff and pending autopsy results but a horrible story there in eastern north carolina with this it looks like entire family dead in a an apparent murder suicide more horrible news to tell you about this comes from hartsville south carolina near florence two people killed and multiple people injured early on sunday in a shooting at a bar in the hartsville area the shooting happened at max lounge darlington county south carolina gardener todd hardy has said the two victims identified were dicaprio collins a 21 year old and 29 year old brian robinson there was not an immediate information about what led to the shooting according to the south carolina law enforcement division but a shooting there in hartsville another shooting has also left two dead this in bowling green kentucky two people killed at an o charlie's in bowling green this happened friday night police received calls of shots fired in the parking lot of the o charlie's and officers found 21 year old elijah taylor and 40 year old michael russell dead of gunshot wounds and that from bowling green kentucky so two different shootings of two people being killed in the south over the very very bloody weekend unfortunately remember covington catholic that's the school that went to the rally in washington dc back in 2019 
And the young man there, Salmon, became a national story when the cameras captured a man essentially talking to him and essentially called Sandman a racist. And he's now sued and settled and more lawsuits coming. Well, the same school that that kid's from, Covington Catholic High School, Covington, Kentucky, they went to the March for Life rally in D.C. on Friday. That's the same rally, I think, last year where this same incident happened in our nation's capital. And unfortunately, this year on the way back from the rally, the crash, they, this bus carrying these Covington Catholic High School students crashed in Campbell County. The charter bus driver injured. He had to go to the hospital. A, su- a student suffered a bloody nose. A couple of adult chaperones suffered bumps and bruises. And all this happened after a wrong way driver he slammed into this bus, and I think the wrong way driver was killed in the incident. But it looks like none of the students there from Covington Catholic, all that injured the bus driver, certainly a little bit banged up. A priest who was one of the buses, was who was on one of the buses, administered last rites to the person who was killed. That would be the driver of the car heading the wrong way there in Campbell County, not far from Covington. I don't think Covington's in Campbell County. I could be wrong. I need to know my northern Kentucky counties. I know where Florence is, and I know where Boone County, Kentucky, right there by Covington, essentially. Another really disturbing story from the weekend, an officer with the Birmingham Police Department who was moonlighting working security at Church of the Highlands in Woodlawn in the Birmingham area over the weekend. He was shot Sunday when he confronted two robbery suspects, a 16-year-old, the accused shooter. The officer, identified as narcotics detective John Fink, was hit twice in the abdomen. What was initially believed to be a third wound was actually, third wound was actually a ricochet. Rushed to the UAB Hospital's trauma center, and we hope for the best in this developing story. And a horrible thing, listed in critical condition. He was in uniform, but not wearing a protective vest. Again, as he was working security, as unfortunately so many of our churches now, they have to provide security because of all the craziness. This guy, I don't think these suspects were trying to come into the church. He just happened to see these two robbery suspects, and he confronted them. And now this Birmingham police officer, John Fink, shot. We hope for the best in this developing story out of the Magic City. Now to slightly more encouraging and uplifting news here on today's Y'all Show Monday <laughs> edition. Hey, it's time we get back into snake talk. Don't y'all love snake talk? Well, in Florida, they just had what they call the Florida Python Bowl, and they offered cash prizes for those brave enough to go into the Everglades and either kill or capture this invasive species, the pythons that are just all over and massive, massive snakes in the South Florida area. And this python hunt, the Burmese python hap- hunt happened over the weekend. And those who participated bagged 80 of the big serpents and they got money for that competition. It ran for 10 days, January 9th to the 19th. More than 750 hunters from across 20 states descended upon the Everglades to try to capture these things. And looks like one of them got a massive, I don't have the length on the one I'm looking at, Let's see. The grand prize winner was Christian Hernandez. He won an ATV, and this was a rookie hunter, by the way. Christian Hernandez won an ATV for removing six pythons and $2,000 for catching an 11-foot, 6.5-inch Burmese python there in the Florida Everglades. Makes you want to think twice about going across Alligator Alley. 
Florida's python elimination program has removed more than 2,500 Burmese pythons since it began in March of 2017. Wildlife officials estimate the Burmese python population of the Everglades area may exceed, get this, 100,000 Burmese pythons. Yikes. Okay, this is a fun story. I'm, you know, this is so much fun, I think I want to save it. All right, this is a tease. We'll try to fix, we'll try to get this in here at a later time. A new Instagram survey has come out and it has the question in each state What is your least favorite state? And I'll just go ahead and give you one example. What do you think people in Texas, what, what state does Texan, what state do Texans hate more than any other state? And that answer would be Oklahoma. Now, no surprise what the reverse of that would be probably, right? But what about the rest of the South? This is such a fun topic. I'm just going to save it. We'll talk about it later this week, maybe on Wednesday's hashtag hullabalooer. But we'll just do a whole, whole segment about it. But let's wrap up with something else a little bit humorous here. And that is, we're just a couple of weeks away from Valentine's. And in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, an attorney there is giving away free divorce representation to one client for a valentine's day gift as attorney w scott kimberly put a news release out that said that for many people valentine's day is quote another reminder that they remain trapped in a relationship that they cannot leave because of financial problems because of a spouse who refuses to agree to a divorce or for some other reason so this heroic attorney the barrister of divorce in Murfreesboro is going to help out this year. This is the third year this divorce attorney from the borough will give away his services. Last year, he actually selected two winners, saying that he had a hard time narrowing down the entries. Applicants are asked to share the story of why they want a divorce. Applications are accepted through Valentine's Day with a winner selected come February 17th. Now, Kimberly won't charge for his services, the winner will be responsible for court costs and filing fees, which, by the way, I should know, uh, can get a little bit uh, expensive. So be careful. Even if you get the free attorney, you're going to spend quite a bit of money, likely, if you're in the Murfreesboro area or wherever you are in the South. I don't know if his representation extends beyond state lines, but would you call that a nice gesture by attorney W. Scott Kimberly offering a divorce for a lucky winner? For a Valentine's Day gift. What kind of what kind of country do we live in, y'all? When we come back on the Y'all Show, it's our Southern Business Report. Speaking of the volunteer state, one of the two U.S. senators from that state, she's been in the news here lately for the wrong reason, but she was also interviewed by Bloomberg TV just a handful of hours ago. And here on the Y'all Show, you'll hear from Marsha Blackburn, talking about the USMCA, the brand new agreement with Canada and Mexico that will go into law this week. We'll hear her thoughts on that. Plus, she's also going to weigh in on the EU trade deal and more. All of this courtesy of Bloomberg, which tracked down the Franklin, Tennessee resident in the halls of Congress the other day. And we'll have that interview in our Southern Business Report, and it's coming up next. I'm doing it all. The water, the fiber, the exercise. But I still have constipation with belly pain, straining and bloating that keep coming back. My doctor said that I may have a chronic medical condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. 
Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats adults with IBS with constipation. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Talking business, that's what we're going to do right now here on the show that is all about the Southeast with your host, John Rawl, and we start out our Southern business headlines from the Peach State and in Athens Terrapin Beer Company. I've actually been to their offices there on the north side of Athens within the little loop that goes around the city, and this beer brewery there in the Classic City has now installed solar panels and they hope by doing this, they will, resume, they will reduce their energy consumption by as much as 30%. The project involves 720 solar panels on Terrapin's roof and in its parking lot as well. At Terrapin, they want to be bigger than beer, according to President Dustin Watts. So there in Athens, if you're driving around and you're seeing these solar panels, it may not just be for helping to get somebody's home computer up and going (laughs) it might be for getting somebody's desire to have delicious terrapin beer as this effort is going to i guess aoc would be happy with this in georgia with the effort there to have terrapin beer use solar energy in the beer making process now let's go cover the arlington county virginia board as the board has had a request a special request to take over some property there and the arlington county board there in northern virginia has approved this moa memorandum of agreement to expand the acreage of a nearby business the arlington national cemetery and if this indeed happens as it looks like it's going to it will expand arlington national cemetery beyond its blue granite boundary wall which was built back in 1897 and it would require the cemetery to convert about 1.7 acres of the Air Force Memorial to burial and pedestrian space. If this indeed goes through, the project would add 70 acres to the south, adjacent to the Pentagon and near Southgate Road, and will ensure additional burial space until the year 2050. It will add 60,000 more burial plots with this expansion in Arlington of the Arlington National Cemetery. That's great news coming to us from the nation's capital and great that the government officials there are helping out the Arlington National Cemetery, the local people there. Now to Walmart and the Bentonville, Arkansas-based company has just released some information that I think is pretty neat. It looks back at the decade's top sellers, the years 2010 to 2019. What were the best sellers in Walmart each of these past years? And we'll look at the list now. Back in 2010, the number one selling item And this is making all of us feel really old. It was only 10 years ago, the number one selling product at Walmart was the Mead Composition Notebook. Wide ruled, 100 sheets. Now kids don't even know what a notebook is, right? 
it's all on an ipad <laughs> well the very next year we kind of saw that evolution start changing more and more in 2011 the top selling walmart item was the apple ipod touch with a facetime camera and retina display that was the number one selling product in walmart 2011 2012 the ematic six-in-one universal accessory kit for ipods and mp3 players i never had one of those i guess i missed out 2013 it was the Nextbook 7-inch tablet with an 8-gigabyte memory. Electronics, evidently, are a big place. You go to Walmart for this kind of stuff. 2014's number one selling item was the Scepter 32-inch Class HD LED TV. Yeah, that sounds like fun, especially with the Super Bowl coming up here this week. 2015, the i the Apple iPad Mini 2 Wi-Fi iPad there was the top seller. Then you get to 2016 back-to-back winners here. In 2016, the number one selling item was the Ozark Trail 30-ounce insulated stainless steel tumbler. Somebody got that for a birthday, present, Christmas, you name it. It was a great gift, so much so that, again, it was atop the list 2017. The first item atop the list twice in the last decade is also a Walmart private band. The, The Ozark Trail is what we're talking about, this tumbler. So we go from iPads to tumblers. 2018, the number one selling product. Again, this was something a blast from the past. The Scepter 32-inch HD TV, which was atop the sales of 2014. And just four years later, it was number one again. And then we closed out the decade at Walmart, the number one selling product. In 2019, it was the Instant Pot Quart, the six-quart, seven-in-one, multi-use programmable cooker. I have not seen that. The Instant Pot, six-quart, seven-in-one, multi-use programmable cooker. Hmm, somebody get me that for, huh, what's coming up next? Valentine's. I could use that for Valentine's. Could y'all use a Instant Pot six-quart cooker? Oh, yes. Happy Valentine's. That'd be the perfect Valentine's gift. Those are the top-selling items, again, from Walmart over the last decade. Fantastic information coming from Bentonville. Now, this week in Washington, D.C., President Trump is going to sign the official paperwork to make the USMCA for real, for sure. That's the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement. Marsha Blackburn is a diehard Trump supporter, and she was in the news last week for really saying some things she probably shouldn't have said about the Vindman, the guy that testified, who's a lieutenant colonel, and she questioned his, I guess she just questioned him, which is some people will say you can't do that to a, a recipient, I think, of the Bronze Star and an Afghan veteran, Afghanistan veteran, I think, maybe Iraq too. But she is a, a, a newcomer. She's a rookie. She's in her first year, I guess, as the U.S. Senator for Tennessee, I guess, technically now entering her. She's in her first term for a senator. That'd be six years. Of course, she was a congressman from Tennessee prior to that, representing the Franklin and Williamson County and other areas of middle Tennessee. Well, the other day, Bloomberg TV tracked down Marsha Blackburn to get her take on the USMCA and what it means to Tennesseans. Also, this means for the rest of the South as well. But she also weighs in on this upcoming EU-European Union trade deal and more. So thanks to Bloomberg, let's go hear from the senator from Tennessee, the junior senator, Marsha Blackburn. 
What it means for Tennessee is increased trade, whether you're talking about agriculture products, pork, uh, whether you're talking about auto manufacturing and automobiles and aftermarket auto parts, uh, when you talk about intellectual property protections for our music industry, all of these are things that are going to affect the state and we're so glad the USMCA is across the finish line and on its way to the president's desk. I'm struck by the juxtaposition of the US-China phase one trade deal happening literally less than 24 hours before USMCA. That's two significant trade victories for for the administration. And I'm curious where the trade fight goes next. What I think you're going to see is immediately beginning work on phase two of the China trade deal. The China deal was so important. Our soy producers uh, were so, uh, they were so focused on this. Then you look at individuals that are in the export industry with polysilicon and chemicals and things of that nature. There were provisions that they needed. So now strengthening those intellectual property protections on our entertainment products and then also looking at ways to bring that trade more into balance that's phase two also bear in mind japan went into effect january 1st usmca will be signed today china signed yesterday the uk with brexit we will need to construct a deal with them and a new deal with the eu and I, I think that those are the things that'll be next. I want to get to Phil Hogan and the EU in a second, but just sticking with China Phase Two, there seems to be non bipartisan consensus on the issue of 5G, on the issue of Huawei, yes. and on national security. Do we have a timetable in terms of when Phase Two might happen before or after the election? Well, when we are dealing with Huawei and with the 5G deployment and with the utilization of uh, equipment for delivery of 5G and the consumer product that Huawei makes. What we are dealing with there is great power competition when it comes to China because their their commercial side and their military side are basically one in the same. We know that, we understand that, our allies know and understand that. So finalizing this issue with Huawei where we disallow this because we know that they are going to embed that malware and spyware into that equipment. We can't have that into our operating systems. Phil Hogan was here, the Europe's trade chief uh, earlier this week. What do you want to see from Europe? Uh, What we would like to see from them is availability of markets. Our uh, producers and manufacturers all say, give us trade, Uh, that is what we want, give us a level playing field. And when it comes to Europe, what we would like to see is a level playing field. We know that there are products of ours that they need. I think also when we talk about energy as an export product, when we look at that European market, when we know that there are some of these countries that would like to break a dependence on Russia, not do business with Iran, we feel like that's an area of growth for us. One of the things the markets want to know, just final question for you, on the issue of impeachment is how long is this trial going to last? When, when will it be over with? The Senate is going to move fairly and expeditiously through this process. A couple of weeks or one week? I, mean- I think a couple of weeks. Senator Marsha Blackburn talking about the USMCA, the EU trade deal more that visit there with Bloomberg. 
in Washington, D.C. And that will wrap up our Southern Business Report here on today's Y'all Show. Hang on. When we come back after the break, we've got a little abbreviated edition of Hashtag Hullabaloo. We'll get to that. That's coming up next. Stay with us. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply. Back into the Y'all Show, we have Super Bowl 54 taking place on Sunday from the Miami area, and that's going to be televised on Fox. Troy Aikman and Joe Buck on the call should be a wonderful Sunday for you. And in the spirit of Super Bowl 54, here on the Y'all Show with John Rawl, we start this segment with hashtag Huddleblue, and we go on Twitter and find a tweet from Mia at Blow Me A Kiss. M-I-A. I like that. Blow Me A Kiss. All right. As she is a student of medicine and a fan of the San Francisco 49ers. So how about that? Mia, congratulations. Your team, the NFC champions. Mia puts on Twitter this week, My homemade Super Bowl snack stadium is starting to look epic. Can't wait to put the snacks in it on Super Bowl Sunday. And I'm looking at this snack stadium, as she calls it. But you know what I think this is? Ladies and gentlemen, what we have here coming from Mia at Blow Me a Kiss is a ready-to-fold stadium kit, a.k.a. the party stadium. And if you go to y'all.com, you'll find that ready-to-fold and the website ready, the number two fold, ready-to-fold.com, the website to go to. And it's one of our great sponsors at y'all.com. And they have this really cool thing called the Party Stadium. And I can't guarantee you're going to get one before Super Bowl Sunday if you go order right now. But what you can find there at ReadyToFold.com is an assortment of these really, really great little plastic setups where you put your tailgating items on what looks like a stadium and you get to pick your favorite team colors for your stadium it's really neat they had the purple and gold for lsu back in football for college orange and purple for clemson they've got them for all your favorite teams you you can get them in nfl colors it's really an awesome thing and you order this party stadium it ships directly to you and it only takes a handful of minutes to assemble they've got a video for you to watch how you do it but it will go up at your truck or SUV when you have that 
six-foot folding table set up for your tailgate. It is a conversation piece. So it may be too late for the Super Bowl. It might be too late for the big national championship for the Bayou Bengals. But go ahead right now and go to, again, the website is ready2fold.com and get your party stadium in line for 2020's tailgating. And it's not just for football. It's just a stadium. So if you're a big college basketball fan, this might work for you. Certainly would work for our college baseball and Major League Baseball fans out there. Get them in your favorite colors. Again, it's awesome. It's reusable. It's affordable. You can get it for under 60 bucks. And I'm telling you, it's the perfect football party decoration for you and your friends. They'll be talking about this for a long time. And it's a lot better than just sticking stuff out there and let the gnats crawl over it's it's like a little plastic stadium again for your tailgate the ready to fold stadium kit the party stadium ready the number two fold.com the website and again go to y'all.com you'll see the little icon for this ad and they are a great partner and i'm envious i want every single choice they got out there maybe not the orange and purple one but i'll take all the rest of them party stadium awesome job great idea coming to you here on the y'all show now more super bowl talk this is something fascinating especially if you're from one of the smaller colleges of the world like i'm from maybe you went to a non big power five school maybe you went to an fcs school division two division three heck maybe you didn't even go to school maybe you're not a fan of any of the big schools this one's for you then this specifically is for the kids who went to those smaller schools or ended up going to the big schools but weren't heralded coming out of high school and this is a tweet I found from a, a, I guess this is a Twitter account, NCAA F Nation 24-7. And this is a tweet that you can go verify if you want, but I'm just going to read what it says. Super Bowl 54 by recruiting ranking. So if you follow college football, when you come out of high school on the big services like 24-7 sports, they give you a star. So if you're the top quarterback in all the land, you're going to have a five-star rating, okay? If you're hardly on the dial, if nobody hardly knows who you are, you're lucky to get any star, okay? Now, according to this tweet, here's the starting lineups for the offense and defense in this year's Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the 49ers. The total amount of five stars on this starting lineup is only four. Only four players on either team were five stars coming out of high school. Only eight players were four stars. The majority were 16 of them were three stars coming out of high school. And let's see, nine were only two-star athletes coming out of high school to college. And then seven of them who were playing, again, starting for either the offense or defense in the starting lineup for the Chiefs and 49ers, they weren't even given a star coming out of high school. The point is, if you're a high school athlete you're wanting to go to the super bowl one day and you're not on any big college radar don't give up your goal don't give up your dream you might could end up playing in the nfl one of these days too and if you do just remember the y'all show gave you that extra pat on the behind and said you can do it is that from Waterboy? you can do it i think it is go uslw or whatever the heck that school was <laughs> Well, that concludes this very abbreviated edition of the hashtag Hullabaloo for this Monday. We'll have a lot more Hullabaloo going on Wednesday when we get back together for this fun portion of the Y'all Show. Hey, stick around. In Hour 2, we'll take a quick look back at the weekend and sports more on the Kobe Bryant tragedy. 
Jerry Short will weigh in on the Kobe Bryant tragedy when we talk to him as part of our Takapola Storyteller Time. Also, his wife is trying to become a U.S. citizen. There's a test that you got to take. You got to pass it, a civics test. And Jerry's going to ask me some of those, I think they're going to be tough questions. And we'll get to that in our second hour of this here, The Y'all Show. We'll be right back. Keeps coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you. And I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply. I am doing it all the water, the fiber, the exercise, but I still have constipation with belly pain, straining and bloating that keep coming back. My doctor said that I may have a chronic medical condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats adults with IBS with constipation. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S.com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Another hour of the show all about the South is upon us. I'm John Rawl, and this is the Y'all Show. You can connect to us at your leisure. Just simply pick up the phone or hold the phone in your hand and hit the numbers 803-816-1170. And you can text or you can call us any old time with a question, comment, feedback, or more. We welcome that here on Y'all. Coming up in just a few minutes, Jerry Short will be on to tell us about the citizenship test that one must take if they want to become an official U.S. citizen. He's going to ask a couple of questions from that. Also, Jerry's going to weigh in on the Sunday tragedy Kobe Bryant killed at the age of 41 in that helicopter crash outside of Los Angeles. His young daughter also killed alongside seven others in that fiery crash on a mountainside in Los Angeles County. More feedback about that coming up right now. We begin this hour with a look back at the weekend and sports here on the Y'all Show. And again, the NBA gripping with the sudden and just horrible tragedy of Kobe Bryant 
and his death on Sunday. One of the neat things I saw, if there's going to be a neat thing coming from such a tragedy, was the organic way that this happened on Sunday afternoon. And that is the NBA teams playing on Sunday paid their respects to number 24 for the Lakers, who also wore number eight at one point. And what they did was they intentionally had the 24-second shot clock that ended up being a violation. They held the ball to honor the L.A. Lakers great with that 24-second shot clock violation. And then, in honor of the number eight, they ended up having the, I guess, uh, they don't go across the timeline, and they get a shot clock violation of some type for that in honor of Kobe Bryant. Again, teams, they held the ball for 24 seconds and then eight seconds in the backcourt in honor of number 24 and number eight, the two jerseys worn by Kobe Bryant when he was a Los Angeles Laker. Bryant died Sunday again in that helicopter crash in Los Angeles, California. Some college football news over the weekend. Coach O, Ed Orgeron, and the LSU administration have reached a six-year extension worth more than $42 million. The agreement, which is it's still got to be approved by LSU's Board of Supervisors, it includes a base annual salary of $6 million. Additionally, Orgeron will receive a $5 million split dollar life insurance policy paid out over the first two years of the deal the louisiana native in his dream job coaching the bayou Bengals, who won the 2019 national championship and a a paycheck well earned by the way for coach ed orgeron and looks like he'll be around the bayou for several more years with this 42 million dollar extension not bad for the northwestern state of louisiana alum here's a guy who was a coach in the south twice as a head coach that's larry fedora he coached the southern miss golden eagles did such a great job there the north carolina tar heels gave him a job and he did good early on then the wheels fell off larry fedora back in the news he's been named the baylor bears offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach and that was announced saturday He spent last year as an offensive analyst for the Texas Longhorns, so he's staying in his native state here. He's a native of College Station, and he went 79-62 and as head coach at North Carolina and Southern Miss, now in that backup role there in Baylor for Aranda, the new head coach of the Bears. Look for Larry Fedora to be back in his native state as an offensive guy and should do a great job there for Baylor heading into the 2020 season. The wide receiver for the Penn State Nittany Lions, Justin Shorter, has announced he's going to be a Florida Gator. As on Sunday, he said he's going to be transferring to UF. He enters the transfer portal and is headed to Florida to be a big-time receiver if indeed all goes well. He was a five-star recruit coming out of the 2018 class. He was the number eight overall recruit and ended up going to Penn State. He's a New Jersey native, but now going to be in Florida. I assume he must wait a year to be officially a part of Dan Mullen's program, but more strength coming to the Florida Gators, courtesy of wide receiver Justin Shorter. The former commissioner of the Atlantic Coast Conference, Gene Corrigan, has died at the age of 91. The conference announced this on Saturday. Corrigan served as the ACC's top guy from 1987 to 1996. During that time, the ACC added Florida State as its ninth member, and ACC programs ended up getting 27 national championships, and those were three in basketball, two in football during his tenure as ACC commissioner. In January of 1995, He was elected to serve as a two-term president of the NCAA 
a real visionary for the Atlantic Coast Conference, this great NCAA president and former ACC commissioner, Gene Corrigan, dead at the age of 91. In terms of basketball, quick look at the standings of some of our Southern conferences. The AAC's leader right now, they got two. The Tulsa Golden Hurricane and the Houston Cougars are atop that conference with six and one conference records. The Cougars off to a pretty good season, ranked and all. In the Atlantic 10, the Richmond Spiders had a chance to see them play over the weekend on ESPN+. Plus. They're five and two. Dayton is the leader of that particular conference. ACC, Louisville and FSU are the only one loss teams in that conference. And the Atlantic Sun Conference, the Ospreys of North Florida are tied with the Stetson Hatters in that conference. Big 12, Baylor, the number one team in the land. They're six and zero in Big 12 play. All things looking great for them. Kansas and West Virginia nipping on their heels. And then in the Big South Conference, the Winthrop Eagles are still perfect. They're 8-0 in Rock Hill, South Carolina. In the Conference USA basketball action, the Ming Green of Texas, North Texas, are 8-1, and and they lead over teams like Louisiana Tech and UNC Charlotte. And then in the other Southern-based conferences out there, in the MEAC, Norfolk State is perfect at 5-0 and in conference play. Then you've got in the north let's see the ohio valley conference murray state is perfect eight and zero, as well as the governors of austin p things are good in clarksville with the governors both football and basketball teams doing darn good these days and the sec lsu is perfect the tigers are right now sitting at six and zero. kentucky is at five and one nipping on their hills and the southern conference etsu out of johnson city they are seven and one the Furman paladins from greenville south carolina are just behind etsu with a seven and two conference record in the southland conference the lumberjacks of stephen f austin are at eight and one the colonels from thibodeau nichols state they're at eight and two in basketball play and the swac the prayer view a and Panthers are atop that league tied with the near their neighbors from the Lone Star State. PVA and M and Texas Southern are both five and one. And in the Sunbelt Conference, University of Arkansas Little Rock, the Trojans are atop that with a nine and two conference record. Georgia State is just behind them with a seven and three mark. And those are a look a, a bunch of your different uh, leagues out there that play college basketball. Who's leading the way after we just got through another action packed weekend of conference college basketball? When we come back after the break, Jerry Short will be standing by and he's going to talk about the death of Kobe Bryant. Also, he'll have a little citizenship test. If you want to be a U.S. citizen, you got to know some important stuff about our American government and how it works. And Jerry's going to share all that when we come back on The Y'all Show. I am doing it all. The water, the fiber, the exercise. But I still have constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating that keep coming back. My doctor said that I may have a chronic medical condition called Irritable Bowel Syndrome with Constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats adults with IBS with constipation. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. 
Talk to your doctor and learn more at linzest.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. And welcome in to the Y'all Show with John Rawl, as it's now time here on the program to have our friendly visit with the Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short. We're going to be joining him here in just a second. Well, let me remind you here on today's Y'all Show that you can tune in the Y'all Show anytime you feel like it on our great website, and that is YALL.com. The ultimate guide to the South is Y'all.com. And and if you're at y'all.com, that's great. If you are not there, please make sure you tell your friends and neighbors all about the website that, again, is the ultimate guide to the South. Let's introduce now our friend, our hero, our Takapola storyteller back onto the Y'all Show. It's Jerry Short. Hello, Jerry. Wow. Hey, John. That's a hard act to follow. A hero. Oh. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're our hero. Come on, Jerry. Okay. You, you're you're right. used to being a hero. Well, yeah, and small small endeavors, <laughs> but uh, this is a pretty big show here for you guys. So we'll uh, we'll see how we fall in today. Well, Jerry, of course, the big news that happened on Sunday was the death of Kobe Bryant and all those others, including his own daughter, dying in that helicopter crash. And when I hear about helicopters, sometimes I think about you because of all the time you had in the Special Forces and in the Guard and all that. Probably had to fly in helicopters a good bit, right? Flew many of them. And uh, I tell you what, you know, they are, it seems to be a pretty dangerous way of flight sometimes. And uh, I got in a helicopter one time, we were going to jump and I happened to, didn't know I knew him, but he saw me on the, uh, on the manifest that I was going to be one of his uh, eight to jump that day. And he looked around and he said, oh, Sergeant Short. He said, uh, I've got you. And he made an intentional maneuver. If you're in the back of a helicopter and you don't have your parachute on the, st- on the static line hooked in, if they bank that doggone thing to the your side you're sitting on, it's like you're going to fall out. And it's, it's a metal bottom in the, in the helicopter. And your fingernails want to dig into it. Because your feet will barely touch the skids on the bottom of the helicopter. And I think he flew in circles for an hour till it become, we got to the drop zone. <laughs> but I felt like I was going to fall out all the time. But, I, you know, I've been around that kind of stuff. And, and helicopter, a lot of times these helicopters will uh, they'll malfunction because of uh, pilot error. Or sometimes it's got a lot to do with other things that uh, may be mechanical. However, I'll, I've been lucky. Uh, I, I knew of a guy that uh, went down in a helicopter that was in Black Hawk Down. Uh, it actually was in that uh, situation. And uh, he uh, 
he he had told me one time that they had two buddies go down in in choppers and uh and it was uh he thought one of them was a uh a handheld uh rocket that got it and the other one may have been uh pilot error so anyway you never know and uh, you opened up a good subject matter there on those helicopters and you know what you feel you really feel sorry for the for the daughter of the 13 year old child it was i think he was taking her to a basketball game which shaq can equate with because i just saw my 15 year old uh freshman uh granddaughter playing in uh two basketball games this week and uh, my daughter played high school basketball and junior high basketball so the family gets pretty excited when those under us uh daughters or granddaughters or great-granddaughters uh are playing you take that stuff pretty serious uh you know i know the family's really uh torn up so yeah. my condolences to them a horrible tragedy of course uh, if it, our thoughts of course to the entire bryant family of course to the nba and all those with the lakers and more i remember kobe bryant coming out of high school remember he, here he was one of the first guys who didn't go off and play college ball he went straight to the nba and he was originally drafted by my favorite nba team the charlotte hornets but a maneuver there on draft day i think had him immediately go to the lakers so he never suited up in the purple and teal but a great career there and one thing this does, sadly, is it takes over some of the airtime on some of the television channels that might be having their thousandth hour of coverage of the impeachment trials and all that, Jerry. Wanted to get your quick mm. thought before we move on to something a little bit more important with you, Jerry, and that is your wife is trying to become a U.S. citizen. And you and I were talking off the show recently about all that that entails. They actually have to take a test. So we're going to have a test in just a handful of seconds for everybody listening okay. and watching today to enjoy what you have to know if you want to become a U.S. citizen. But, Jerry, how have you been dealing with this whole impeachment chaos? Well, as you look at that impeachment chaos and you look at the uh – what the uh, uh, House of Representatives did, um, I wonder if they could pass this uh, naturalization test pocket study guide that they give you to go, because sometimes I think they don't have a clue about the Constitution. And uh, from what they brought up is evidence and high crimes and misdemeanors. And, uh, man, I'd be under parchment president in Mississippi now for some of the things I did. Trump, as far as I'm concerned, and for my opinion of it is that uh, Trump has done absolutely zero to uh, cause any of this stuff. It's all show, and it to me, it's all to keep from going to 2020 election. Anything they could do, I actually believe when he's acquitted by the Senate that uh, – it, they'll probably come up with another another reason to impeach him in the House because it's unanimous over there. And it's uh, it's gotten away from uh, us being a republic, which we are. You know, they like to say democratic, democratic, democratic. But, you know, if we're going to have a voice in this thing, it's a republic. And, and they're taking that away from us daily, as it seems to me. And if you could watch this stuff. If you could stay glued to a television set and watch, uh, as our president calls him, shifty shift or whoever, sit up there and talk and cry and whine and 
and blame for all these whistleblowers that are yet to be proven that they're not just some kind of deal that was whispered in someone's ear whispered in someone else's you know that old deal how that goes around and around the room and doesn't come out the same um that's kind of what they've proved so that's how i've been dealing with it just looking at it on that point john that um i'm not buying into what they're putting out there and uh, i think it's a tremendous waste of government time manpower and financing so uh, i don't know about yourself but uh that's how I feel. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm glad you let it off your chest here, Jerry. We're talking to the Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short. This is our time on the Y'all Show where we get together and have him talk mostly about the good old days, but we also have our storyteller weigh in with all that's going on in his world. My name is John Rawl. This is the Y'all Show. If you want to connect to us with your comment, question about anything Jerry says, all throughout the week, you can connect to Jerry at our number, 803 816 1170 all right jerry you were talking a moment ago about your lovely bride as she's trying to become a u.s citizen she's a native of the philippines she's been living here for a couple of years legally that is but trying to take it to the next step and wanted to find out from you what is that next step what is the big thing that she's really most concerned about trying to pass with that next step john there's so many steps you know it's just like Scarlett O'Hara going up the steps, and it's just so many, but it's, you know, just get brief, brief history of where it started. For her to come over here without a green card, which she was denied twice, and she's got 10 years of college and had her own radio show, and uh, she worked for the government in the Philippines, and she worked in Dubai, so how they could deny her those two times that she tried, I don't know. So we had to get married in the Philippines. Ramadan was going on then when I went over. And so we couldn't uh, go to the American embassy to get my clearance. And then finally we found in one of the islands after skipping around, we got there and they had a satellite office at Cebu. We got to that island and I, you know, I don't know. It's a, thousand and some islands in the philippines and 70 something provinces so you had to skip all around trying to find a place that i could get clear plus then they want money they want four or five hundred dollars from me to clear me to get married over there and plus all the expense you entail then you 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 finally you can get married but then to get her over here to the united states with a two uh, say two-year green card you have to go through all kind of stuff. You have to, we had to get a paralegal. We got a paralegal to handle it, and that's pretty expensive. If, if it was someone that had been through it before, so we got to cut right, or it would have been, it would have cost at least $25,000 to get to the part where you just start studying material for the naturalization test. But, uh, we did all that. We, we, and I had to, uh, produce three years of, uh, of uh, bank statements and three years of income tax returns before that she could come here to prove that uh, we could afford for her to be here. Affordability was a big part with them issuing her that green card. When I understand there's areas that you can walk across into America 
pray, but I'm not going to get into that, of course. So I just, uh, on this test, well, we get to, she does her biometrics where they do a background check finally after she gets a permanent green card. Every time you make a step, it costs money. You know, like, and they went up 60% the first of the year on each thing. Some might cost a thousand, you know, and then it goes up 60%. And then the next step would, you know, be 60% more than what it originally was in, in 19, but in 2020, it's gone up. So, um, then she did it. She did her biometric stuff and she passed all that flying colors. So the next step is to do the, um, the naturalization test. Well, thinking about the naturalization test and you, what you brought up earlier about uh, the impeachment process, I got to wondering just how many of those senators and a congressman especially could pass this naturalization test. So I want to give you just a few high spots on the naturalization test. Well, Jerry, do us a favor, if you don't mind. Let's let's take a quick break here on the Y'all Show, and we will continue with this test. i I got to go to the bathroom and get me a little relief and maybe get me uh, what, is, what are some of the things you did in grammar school to get ready for a big I, test? I had lots of cheat sheets. Okay. <laughs> well, i got to go get my cheat sheet ready here, and we'll do that when the Y'all Show comes back. More of our conversation with Jerry Short and the big test of which you all need to know about when you want to get ready to become a U.S. citizen as we wrap up this Monday Y'all Show. Stay tuned. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply. Welcome back. It's the final segment of this, The Y'all Show, talk with a southern accent. I am John Rawl. Great to have you back aboard. We are continuing our conversation with the Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short. And if you were in with us the previous segment, he wrapped up his discussion there, talking about what his lovely bride's having to do to become a U.S. citizen. And one of the big hurdles that his bride has to overcome is his citizenship test. So, Jerry, as we Returning back to our conversation with you here on today's Y'all Show, what have you learned from this test? And maybe you can test me and others here on today's Y'all Show. Well, uh, if I can get a cheat sheet out real quick, (laughs) 
because I probably couldn't pass it either. Probably, maybe I know I couldn't pass it. But uh, you know, it's different uh, aspects to it. And you have an English test that they'll give you, and and they'll give you a um, reading vocabulary test, and they give you a uh, uh, written portion too. And uh, it's uh, kind of like a vocabulary that deals with you know, and then they. They give you some vocabulary words to study and hoping that they'll all be included in all the all the questions that they ask. But it, you know, you could almost need Webster's dictionary to go over all of them. They give you, you know, like places, holidays, months, and civic stuff. There's a lot of civic stuff on this, which I think would throw most of our people because they get into in civics, you know, they and then they fall into uh, of course we all know who the father of our country is, but I I know they asked like the George Washington stuff, but I don't know who the father of the country of, uh, of Germany is. I don't know if you may, but I don't, you know, things like that, that, uh, you just take for granted sometimes. You got to know your senators and you got to know you, you got to know what your state houses and representatives, some of that. They ask questions like that, even to somebody trying to become naturalized. But, uh, as, as I was saying, you know, they give you an oral test to start with, and that's pretty doggone hard because it's uh, a situation where they set you down and uh, they talk to you and make sure that you have fluent enough English to pass, and and they and you can't uh, mispronounce uh, words because they they try to use the words that they give you in their so-called naturalization dictionary. And so it takes a lot of studying entails to prepare for this doggone thing. But if you if you were starting out, John, and you were going, you know, starting in American government, and I see a brochure over here, I'm gonna pick it up and say what a uh, couple questions I might throw out there. <clears throat> I got it now. Well, here's one on American government, okay? And it comes under the uh Civics test examination part. Uh, American government, uh, I mean, this is one of my favorite subjects. I ought to be able to ace this. Well, you'll ace this, no problem. I mean, you know, some of them are easy for us, like uh, what is the supreme law of the land? And what would you say? Supreme Court. Constitution. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and deport me right now. Start to port you. Okay. And then, you know, that's one that you'd think uh, that would be the supreme law, but it's just along uh, general uh, parts of what may have happened and been brought to the Supreme Court. So overall, their answer is the Constitution. Makes and sense. Then, and then after that, it says, what does the Constitution do? Okay. You want to give me some of that? The Constitution gives us the sort of the agenda of how to run the country well it sets the government up and it defines the government and it protects the basic rights of americans you have to know those three things and uh i'll just go down well then i'll skip around a little bit uh what is an amendment now when you, you know that but still oh, you better ask me what is an amendment uh mr john amendments are a change to the constitution and it's something that requires, what, more than 30 states to agree to after it passes the House and Senate and signed by the president. It still has to be ratified by the various states. 
I believe you had your cheat sheet on that one. No, no you, cheat sheet. You had the first, uh, the first part of the answer is a change to the Constitution. And the second part was an addition to the Constitution. So that's the, that's all you had to know about what amendment was. Um, and then they go into, now this is one that you should know and you will know, but a lot of people wouldn't really know. What do we call the first 10 amendments to the Constitution? The Bill of Rights. See, now you're on target, but I bet you could go out on the street in your town right now and ask that question, and uh, you wouldn't get a 70% uh, correct answer. I'm just, I don't think I would. And that's, a, that's one that we, we should always know. Now, here's another one that I, I didn't know. Um, and I'm just now looking at it for the first time. But how many amendments does the Constitution have? I think they're up to 27. Thank you. I better get on another subject. You're starting <laughs> to do pretty good. Are we going to deport me or you or both of us? Well, I'm going to have to be reported on that 27 because I didn't. Do we have the, the last answer? one is I remember is woman suffrage. A, and I don't know what number that was. But um, then um, what does the Declaration of Independence do? The Declaration of Independence was our sort of notice to Great Britain that we wanted to be our own country. Independence, that's right. It's just what it says. It was our announcement of our independence from Great Britain. And it declared our independence from Great Britain. And that the United States is free from Great Britain. So obviously, Great Britain was our dead number one enemy when the Declaration of Independence was written. We didn't worry about any other part of the world, obviously. Uh, and I'm going to skip way on over in this now, in the, in the civics part. But, uh, you know, it goes into such stuff as um, what are the two parts of the U.S. Congress? And we've studied, we talked about that earlier. But you got to know it. You know what they are. Hey, can, can I answer that? Yeah, you can. I'm going to give you that one. House and Senate. That's exactly right. Now, I'm going to look for one that you might not know. All right. Uh, well, this is a little detail. Let's see. Uh, name a branch or part. Name one branch. That's pretty easy, though. I'm not going to do that. I don't want you to have easy. Uh, uh, what is uh, economic system in the United States? Economic system. Now, that's kind of that's kind of tricky. What is the economic system in the United States? We're a capitalist country. You got it, babe. Yes. And uh, it was it and a market economy. So you got you got capitalist and a money and and a, a market. You got coming two coming animals. back strong here. All right. Let me see how many more they got here. <laughs> I got to find one that. Uh, that you won't know. Oh, now I, I think I know uh, all of them. Hopefully, I better. But we want our listeners here on the y'all show to also hopefully be getting these things right too. Okay, let's see. Uh, well, this is that's that's pretty not simple, but simple. Let's see. You got to know this now, and you'd know it. 
uh, what's the name of the vice president? What's the name of the president? What? Uh, oh, this is a uh, this is a good one. If the president can no longer serve, who becomes president? That would be the vice president. And I I threw that in there because that's what the uh, one branch is a of the uh, uh, Senate is pulling for right now. Uh, <laughs> well, that. If, they, they want the vice president to then be disqualified because I don't know if this is your next question. Who is the third in line? And that would be the House Speaker. Well, you know, there's one way around that. The vice president, if he becomes uh, president, he can nominate a vice president immediately. And Spiro Agnew, back in the Nixon day, mm-hmm. he was taken out and he appointed uh, Rockefeller. Ford. Ford. Uh, no, Rockefeller was a. How did Ford serve a part of his uh, term? Uh, was it Rockefeller, the former governor of New York? Yeah, but he wa- he wasn't the one that uh, came in as vice president. Ford did. did Rockefeller he? was a vice president under Nixon. Yeah, but that was that was just, and then he appointed. Uh, was Ford a House Speaker? You know, I think I think he was. Ford came in. I was thinking Ford was. Uh, well, I wasn't thinking. I heard it on Fox News the other day. Hey, don't listen to anything on Fox News unless you it's on the y'all show. Be. It didn't happen. <laughs> I know. But anyway, they said that the whoever whoever the vice president was had come up. He could appoint somebody immediately, and then if they removed him, but the same process. The next guy that was vice president would become president instead of the speaker of the house. And that's, that's what they said. I might have to dig a little deeper. I don't think they ask that question here. And in Taco Pola, I might have to really circle the wagons to find that answer. But, uh, okay. Um, who vetoes bills and who signs bills? The president has the authority to veto a bill. And he also signs bills into law. Same guy, President right. of the United States. That's yeah, my final answer. Yeah, and your final answer is uh, it's better than Jeopardy. And uh, let's see. Uh, why do some states have more representatives than other states? Population. That's it. And uh, more people, that's population. I guess they're making it plain. And... Uh, they go back down because uh, some states and they have more pop. That's the, that's the, they get they answer that three times, basically the same way with population, and then they refer to that as people. Um, name your your U.S. representatives. I can do that, but I'm not going to. Can you name yours? Because yours changes. It seems like every election. Mine changed, so uh, I can name my my one direct one. Would uh, I could name him? He's from the Delta, uh-huh. and uh, he would be Benny Thompson. Uh-huh. And so, um, let's see. 
No, that's that's over on my land where Benny Thompson is. Well, let's just skip on. Well, and, uh, let me also, this is another civics lesson. One reason, Jerry, you're a little confused, and one reason a lot of people are confused is because of that whole population thing. That determines the amount of representatives. And also, every 10 years, because of the census, it changes the way congressional districts are drawn up. And so, just like I mentioned with Jerry, his congressional district has changed through the years. And it will change, too, through gerrymandering. Yes. Jerry and, short mandering. Uh, Yes, sir, and that has happened. That's the reason I gave the answer I gave, because that happened last time and in the last election before this one. So that uh, that's subject to change there. Okay, let me remind and, people what we're doing right now is walking through some of the questions that you will find if you're trying to become a U.S. citizens, there, there's a, this test that you have to answer. You have to, What do you have to make on this test, Jerry? Uh, I think you have to make a. Let me refer to my wife. She's been. <laughs> what do you, son? What do you have to make to pass this? Uh, maybe ask ten questions, but if you answer six, well, okay. Okay. If you answer six of uh, ten on the final question on the final test, you can uh, you can pass. Uh, so that's sixty percent. Okay. Well, thank, that, 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 thanks, that, Sonia, that, for us. Appreciate her that that have me being instead. your lifeline there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's one because uh, you'll know it too because he's been front and center here lately. But average person wouldn't. Who is the chief justice of the United States now? And uh, John Roberts. That's exactly right, my fellow Jr. And, uh, uh, that's right. Now, here's one gets. It would be. A, it, it's not too hard for us, but it'd be hard for other people. What are two, uh, four cabinet-level positions? Secretary of State. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, that's what we're talking about. A Secretary of Energy. Also Secretary what, of Labor and Secretary of Defense. Right. And then you go into commerce and agriculture and interior and, and all that stuff. So uh, transportation, they've added. They keep adding. And I think education was put in. Uh, under Carter, maybe uh, that would have been in seven in the uh, late seventies. So you know they keep adding, and uh, I don't know how long Secretary of Veterans Affairs has that's hasn't been in that long, has it? I don't think was, so. Anyway, anyway, let me skip on to another topic besides. Uh, but how about just American history? Sounds good. You ready? I know you're into it. Uh, what is one reason colonists came to America? Religious freedom. That's correct. The other one is uh, political and economic and the practice of religion. Uh, well, that's uh, pretty easy there. For us, I, you know, a lot of these are easy for us, but I'm skipping through those. Why did the colonists fight the British to form our own country? Right. Who wrote the Declaration of Independence? Thomas Jefferson. You know your history pretty good too, my man. Uh, that's correct. He had a lot of help. Uh, yeah, he had a lot of help. They give him credit as being the. The main uh, uh, 
uh, one that wrote it, I think. Let's see. What happened at the Constitutional Convention? And where was it? It was in Philadelphia, and that's where the Constitutional Convention would have been after the Revolutionary War came to a close. So you're talking early 1780s, I think. And that's where they came up with the map for the way this country was going to be governed. That's true. It's, it's, the way they worded it is the Constitution was written in Philadelphia. And the founding fathers wrote the Constitution. Um, so what – okay, wait, here's one then. When was the Constitution – And let me clarify. This was Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, not the one in Mississippi. Uh, I, let me th- let me look back on my cheat sheet. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, here's one now that well, you just you ran by it, but you didn't put a you didn't put a period on. Uh, when was the Constitution written? Oh Lord, that's a good one. It would have had to have been written in the 1780s. You're right in that part. You got a decade to play with. I mean, do I need to give an ex- specific year? Yeah, they do. They do. I'm going to say They're 1788. That's close. 87. Oh. 1787. And uh, what is one thing Benjamin Franklin is famous for? Flying a kite. That's one thing, but they don't list it. And they don't even say it had a key on it. So uh, what's another one? Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. I assume he must have been one who pushed for a bicameral government, meaning a Senate and a House. Um, that a, they don't list that. All right. Well, what's that? What they go ahead. Uh, what what's the answer? What they list? They list that he was the oldest member of the Constitutional Convention. They they and he started the first free libraries in in america and he was the first postmaster general of the united states so that's your benjamin franklin answers uh that you got there well i feel much better about that (laughs) you know they need to know that when they come in here so you know if you're going to come let's know what benjamin franklin started some libraries uh which one? I'm gonna throw in one thing. A lot of people think, well, if he was around during the American Revolution, he must have been some kind of general or whatever. No, Benjamin Franklin spent most of the time when we were fighting against the British in Paris, of all places, and That's perhaps in true. London too. But I know he was in Paris a good bit. I thought he was an ambassador. To yeah, he was trying his best to help the French get on the American side, and and they ended up helping out. Believe it or not. All right, here's here's one you'll know. Name one problem that led to the Civil War. One problem that led to the Civil War. Civil War. War between the North and the South. States rights. Uh, that is absolutely correct for one of them. <laughs> is it really one of them? Yes, number three. Okay. Slavery is number one. Economic uh, reasons are number two. And states' rights were three. What was one? Let's stick with the Civil War then. Um, What was one important thing that Abraham Lincoln did 
uh, during the Civil War time period? Yeah. Well, I guess one thing he did is he went to war because had he not gone to war, the South may have just been able to get away with forming its own country when we would be in the you're, Confederate States today. You're right. It's uh, three things. He, he saved the Union. He led the United States during the Civil War. It says he led them. And he freed the slaves with the Emancipation Proclamation. That's not technically a, totally accurate. He only freed those in states that had I been know. liberated by the Union Army. Absolutely true. Because his number, the next question in, in history is 76. What did the Emancipation Proclamation do? It freed slaves that were in states that the northern soldiers had come and liberated. Meaning in, let's say, a state like Delaware, where slavery was legal, it did not free the slaves there. He said, I mean, it, they say in this Emancipation Proclamation answer, freed slaves in the Confederacy, freed slaves in the Confederate states. Huh. And then it says freed slaves in most Confederate states. Now, how do you come up with freed slaves in the Confederate states and then freed slaves in most southern states? Are they considering Maryland? in uh, Missouri. I, I don't know what they're considering. Jerry, we need to wrap up with you. Again, remind everybody what the, the questions you just asked were technically and what kind of qu- quiz asked by the government. Well, they in, they in a booklet that you give you, they give you before you take your test to become a natural uh, citizen. It's called Preparing for the Nationalization Test, uh. Pocket Study Guide, put out by the U.S. Census and Immigration Service. And my wife is in the middle of that, and it's a thousand questions in this brochure. Well, we we hope she does well. Do you think I did well enough to stick around here in the good old U.S. of A. a few more years? Yeah, I should have got you down to holidays. (laughs) And, uh, and, and, uh, And let's see, what else did they have? It would have been good for you. Uh, oh, the geographic uh, part of it. But see, I, if it even asks what the longest river is and stuff like that. So they cover all the bases on this. Well, Jerry, we appreciate you sharing that with us here on the Y'all Show, and, and we look forward to getting you back here again. And good luck to your bride as she has this test forthcoming, and maybe she'll be able to pass it and have that great privilege of being an American citizen. Thank you so much, John. I enjoyed it. All right. And Jer- uh, let me get my cheat sheets ready for the next <laughs> Next, Jerry Short, everybody. Well, that will wrap up our Y'all Show here for this beginning of the week, Monday edition of the All Southern Program. We'll be right back here on Tuesday with more great Southern goodness, including our barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans, who will get it all broken down for us for Super Bowl 54. Until that time, y'all have a great rest of y'all's day. I am doing it all. 
the water, the fiber, the exercise, but I still have constipation with belly pain, straining and bloating that keep coming back. My doctor said that I may have a chronic medical condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats adults with IBS with constipation. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S.com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Colbert. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. Dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.